I'm Jason Ariola. And I'm Dominic Chavis, and this is Rock Out With Your Card Out. talk about Ikaruga. Well, I say this week, but, you know, we're bi-weekly, so whatever. Anyway, uh, so this week we're going to be talking about Ikaruga. The composer for Ikaruga is Hiroshi Iwuchi, and as near as I can tell, Dominic, this guy's only got two credits to his name. As far as soundtracks go, he did this, the whole soundtrack for Ikaruga, and then he did two tracks on the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive game Light Crusader, which I have no familiarity with whatsoever. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, the guy's like a freelance graphic designer now, which is kind of nuts. So uh, just a quick little history of him. Um, He worked with Konami, splintered off from them in 92 to form Treasure. He was one of the people that formed Treasure anyway. Uh, Left them in 1995 for Time Warner Interactive. And after some, uh, let's say, headbutting over there, he ended up going back to Treasure in 1997. Um, He stayed there until 2006 and became a freelance graphic designer following that. And would work with Treasure again on the Xbox Live port of Ikaruga, as well as the Wii title that Treasure also did, Bleach vs. Crusade, which I, I've never, never heard of that one, so... (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, in 2013, he started working for and is currently with M2, where, well, here we go, Chibi Tech Works. So, uh, oh take my God. Collusion, guess what? No, it's, just, it's all a secret plot to make you listen and support uh, Chibi Tech. <laughs> Everything we do, it all comes back to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had no idea until I started doing the research for the show, and I was like, oh, son of a bitch. I was like, people are just going to be thinking we're like, kind of like, you know, just like Trojan horsing her every single episode in somehow, some way. <laughs> Uh, have you uh, have you played Ikaruga before? Uh, actually, I have. Nice. It's I uh, didn't get that far. It's a tough one. Yeah, it's a cool game. It's it's very very tough. Uh, what system did you actually play it on? Xbox. Xbox. Okay. Because uh, I originally picked it up for the GameCube. It was originally like an arcade slash Dreamcast game. It ran on the Naomi board, I think, which was the like arcade slash or the, like an arcade board that would work for Dreamcast. So it was fairly easy to port those games over to a Dreamcast back in the day. And now Ikaruga is kind of like on every system known to man. It's also backwards compatible on Xbox One. Uh, you can get it on the PS4, you can get it on the Switch, and it's on Steam, and it might be on good old games as well. So you can pretty much get it anywhere that you can play a modern game. So for a while, this game was a little hard to come by. Like I remember like my copy of Ikaruga for the GameCube, I half contemplated selling because it was going for like $80, and I was like, ooh, man, that's tempting. Wow. <laughs> but yeah. I've held on to it because it's probably my favorite shooter out of any of them. So, yeah, it's a it's a fun game, really fun. Like I said, I didn't get that far through it; kind of just gave up. Um, <laughs> didn't really understand the elements of it at first, but uh, after watching some playthroughs, I totally get it, and I'm sure I could beat the game. But it's just a matter of me going back to it. <laughs> yeah, and practicing the hell out of it. Like this is definitely like yeah. a. This is definitely one of those things that you have to kind of commit to muscle memory almost. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's kind of, I don't know, like, 
I used to be pretty good at it. I used to be able to get through to like I think the fourth stage on my own without like this like the cheating credits, but that was back in the GameCube days and I've I tried getting through it on Xbox Live Arcade when it came out there and I got like the third stage and I just kind of kept hitting a wall and I was like, "All right, I think uh I think I'm done." And then eventually like I just kept playing it like here and there and then I played it on the Switch when it came out recently and I got to like the second stage and got my ass killed. I was like, "All right, I <laughs> My reaction time is clearly getting slower and slower, and this thing is not in my muscle memory anymore. So it's like, yeah, I'll still support it. Like I said, it's one of my favorites, and just the art style of it, I, I love it. And oh yeah, the soundtrack is definitely one of my favorites. It's it, it's not that like kind of hardcore electronic stuff that you hear in a lot of shooters that are kind of today. And this is sort of one of those easier, more playable bullet hell type games. It's definitely tough because there's you know a lot of fire on the screen to dodge and absorb but it's not nearly as bad as say some of the other uh developers who do a lot of shoot 'em ups would kind of make today like i think caves notorious like they do like akai katana uh and i'm really drawing a blank is what else they've done recently um death smiles i'm trying to think what else eh, it doesn't matter right we're talking about ikaruga so <laughs> But anyway, um, so this is going to be another shorter one because the soundtracks for this is a little bit slighter than I remember it being, but I thought this would be a good one to kind of go over just because it's, I think the soundtrack's a little bit different than anything else we've covered so far. I agree. I was surprised with the soundtrack. Wasn't expecting to hear, you know, these compositions whatsoever, actually. I'm surprised with uh, how much uh, percussion they put into this. (laughs) Yeah, this is, the soundtrack is really percussion heavy. Yeah. And it's also like, very like electronic there's i would say like very little like i guess what you would call natural instrumentation in this thing it's almost all like electronic stuff and it never really stuck out to me very hard until i started listening to it more in depth for this i was like oh this there's almost like nothing instrument wise in this Mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of crazy so anyway uh before we go ahead and get started with going over the tracks we're going to cover today i wanted to hit the patreon thing Uh, yeah yeah so skippers don't skip please 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 (laughs) try to get this out we'll make it quick and painless (laughs) um if you want to support us we're on patreon this supports or, or the patreon will support this show multimedia failure our game club the site in general gamesandjunk.net that i run we do some game reviews over there we write about games but you know we've got a bunch of other podcasts uh actually by the time this no no um by the time this goes up we'll have recorded if not put up our game of thrones podcast that we're going to be doing very uh very briefly we're going to do like an episode before this new season starts the an episode through the series as it ends basically in the last six you know episodes of the series and then we're going to do one as sort of a recap uh so yeah it's sort of a limited time offer on that one it's not going to be patreon exclusive or anything but you know that's another show that we're doing that's another you know bare minimum like four hours out of our days because these things are going to be like two hours long so yeah But yeah, so yeah, if you want to do, do the Patreon campaign there, I'm not going to bore you with the tiers too much. They're all pretty accessible for a dollar, you know, I, I a dollar would be appreciated if you could even do that. And then $5 can get you a shout out on the show. Speaking of shout outs, I actually owe a shout out to Wario Cantone on Twitter. Thanks, Gustav. Appreciate it, buddy. And Vanessa Cahill, who is a, uh, you know, co-host of mine on a couple of the podcasts we do, so... Yeah, she appreciates doing this enough and enjoys it enough that, um, yeah, she actually contributes, which I think is insane, but hey, whatever. Thanks, Ness. (laughs) 
I forget exactly what I reset the tiers to, but it made the more I made the more approachable financially for people this way. If they wanted to get in a little early, and then maybe if as the success ramps up, we'll bump up the things again. We'll see. But for the time being, if there's something you wanted us to cover, there's a tier for that. If you wanted a guest on a show, there's a tier for that too. So anyway, uh, that will. That will be enough of me boring you with our Patreon stuff. So let's uh, go ahead and get this show on the road. So the first two tracks we're going to be covering today are Ideal and Boss Theme One. Butsu, oh jeez, let me take let me let me take that one again. Jeez, uh, <laughs> I you know what? I practiced and practiced and practiced this like a good chunk of yesterday, and I just I thought I had it, and apparently I don't. So <laughs> it is uh, Butsu Takai, I believe. Butsu Takai. Busu Takai. Busu Takai. Busu Takai. Let's say go. all together now. Busu Takai. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll go ahead and listen to those and we'll come right back.
All right, first up, ideal. Thank God I don't have to start up with a Butsutakai, because I don't know if I can say that again that quickly. So <laughs> anyway, uh, for the first 22 seconds of that track, there is this like great buildup, and it's because this happens in a stage intro. And Dominic, I sent you that video of like a playthrough this so you could kind of like familiarize yourself with like the stages and everything, and just that buildup sequence that they kind of do. Mm-hmm. And that probably is one of my favorite things that this soundtrack does, is just that like intro sequence through... I think every stage that it does, and then it changes the the tone basically of each track. And this is one of my favorites, just because I replay this stage so many damn times. Like when I was learning this game, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it does like a masterful job of blending in well with the action on the screen. Uh, there's this great percussion in like eh, I think like 23 seconds to about the 56 second mark, and then 56 seconds in, it takes a bit of a shift. It kind of crescendos with the action on screen. And then a minute 43 and it shifts a bit again and really helps bring that track home. Whatever it is, that sound that we're hearing is sort of in the background throughout the whole thing. I love it. And it's not really noticeable until it sort of plays out the end of this track, basically. It's like one of the last things you hear as this track fades out. I don't know what that instrument or sound is supposed to be, but I just, I love the hell out of it. It just really kind of sells like the sci-fi sound a little bit. Yeah, it caught me off guard. I was uh, surprised that that was actually playing through the track until it finally makes itself noticeable. <laughs> To be honest, I wasn't expecting an ending like that. Uh, I was under the impression that it would have more of a stronger outro, but what was done interested me. It actually worked out well. Yeah, and I think the way it sort of trails off in a way is because it has to bleed right into the boss theme, basically. Mm, that's right. That so, makes sense. Yeah, so if you play these two like back-to-back, -back, which we just did, it it like just kind of blends together very well when you're listening to it either like through an album or the U or like a YouTube playlist, you probably won't notice it as much because there's that definite gap and a pause as it switches tracks. But as you're playing the game as you're going from the stage into the, into the boss itself, it does that warning, like, you know, siren noise and you know, the big flashing on the screen, letting you know something's coming. So it detracts a little bit. There's some fill in where you won't notice the transition quite as much, but I think it does a very good job of blending into each other without, you know, being one and the same and sounding almost identical to each other. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I'm sure with uh, with the actual gameplay, it would have been a lot smoother, a better transition instead of just a, you know, cut off end of track, basically. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, you know, back to the intro, I, I noticed a very strong progression, you know, right away. Uh, knew this track was going to be a hard hitter from the start. I really enjoyed what was done at the 54 second mark, uh, just like you. Um, great way to extend the track in a subtle way. You know, that's pretty much all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, like I said, this is one of those soundtracks that, like, I, it's weird because, like, the shooter soundtracks, you want them to be a little bit longer, sometimes a little bit more fleshed out, but they there's a set amount of time that these stages are, and this these tracks have to be exactly as long as they are, basically. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And like I said, I wasn't really comparing... I wasn't really matching the tracks up to the actual gameplay at first until I started doing some more research. And it all makes sense in the end, but taking it from a, a listener's point of view, it, you know, it, you can't really tell. Obviously, there's nothing playing on a screen. You're just mm -hmm. kind of listening. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I'm sure the composition matched up well with the gameplay. Yeah, completely. Like I said, there's just so much, like... Things that, like, it, as the action on the screen intensifies and certain enemies pop up, there's subtle changes in the way the sound is kind of handed out, and I just, I, I love Ikaruga's soundtrack for that. Like, it's, it's very subtle, and it's stuff like, I, like I said, the dozens and dozens of times I play this game, I might not have caught a lot of this stuff, and then listening to it on its own for this podcast really started, like, making me appreciate what was there. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I've noticed a lot of these uh, these tracks actually have like a you know two stages to them. Mm-hmm. It'll start out a certain way, then just like you said, kind of transition into something else in such a smooth way that it it works. You know, you can't really tell when you pay close attention. You could it's totally noticeable. And let's go ahead and move on to the boss theme one. Butsukai, Butsukai, right? Am I saying that right? Butsutakai. Butsutakai. Okay, whatever. God, Jesus. Okay, yeah, see, we should have just, I should have just said the boss theme. And anyway, yeah. All right, so this thing has a powerful introduction that, like, electronic percussion really kind of smacks you in the face. And that's an analogy I seem to like to make, apparently. So maybe maybe I'm secretly saying I like being smacked in the face. I don't know. Anyway, um, I love how this thing kind of quiets down for a few seconds and then brings in what I'm pretty sure is a, a shamisen, which is like the Japanese guitar. I don't know if you really kind of heard that one. I had to sit there and like really hmm. listen to like, because there's like a Chinese one that kind of sounds like it too, but it's very, there's some very slight differences in tone and in, near as I can tell, that's what it is. So if I'm wrong... Please don't kill me because I, I did sit there and like watch like five YouTube videos of each of those instruments and sat there. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's a shamisen and it was made by a Japanese developer. So I had imagine it was the Japanese version. So whatever. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I really dig that. But right after that thing, it's got this really cool, like fast paced percussion going on for it. And then this track kind of trails off a bit, though. I want to say maybe it's because that strong introduction maybe hurt it a little bit. And the boss fights can last a little bit longer. You can literally like wipe out the boss very quickly if you know what you're doing. But there's also a mode in the game that it's not really a mode in the game, but like there's an achievement in the Xbox version where if you beat a boss or finish a boss without firing a single shot at it, it will or no, there through throughout a whole stage, not firing a single shot. You get an achievement for it. And this is the easiest stage to do it because you can kind of sit there and dodge because it's also the easiest stage in the game. So this is the easiest boss to get that on. So it can last a few minutes, I think. I think like two minutes or something like that, or three minutes is the amount of time you have to beat this thing. So, but yeah, that's hmm. like I said. There's 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 that like real heavy introduction, and I think maybe if you play it the way not an expert would play, but somebody who's actually trying to take the thing out would play, it wouldn't sound like it's looping out a little bit weaker than i think it means to i think it'll match up very well with what's going on on screen but when you listen to it on its own it does sort of trail off and end kind of weakly i think yeah Hmm. well the intro was insanely powerful got that one right for sure (laughs) but uh but sitting through the track listening to how it progresses really turned me off i think it was just too sudden i i get that you're thrown right into a battle but Something a little softer may have worked out for the track a lot better. Mm-hmm. Cut out the first 11 seconds and uh, it would sound so much better. <laughs> okay. So you think like the introduction is maybe a little too powerful, basically? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. I think maybe if you did cut that or did something different with it and it was a little bit more of a in, less, of, less of an in-your-face transition, I think it probably mm-hmm. would have been a little bit smoother. Like you said it works for the actual game, but when you're listening to it on its own, it's sort of one of those things that it just like... Uh, I kind of like the like the last little bit of it a little bit more. Like they almost feel like two separate tracks. Like that like that introduction is really great on its own, and the rest of the track is great on its own. But you kind of mm-hmm. cobble them together, and it's just like these they don't mesh that well. Yeah, and see what's funny is uh you know the intro lasts about eleven seconds, and after that it uh goes into something softer, mm-hmm. and then it goes back into what was played during the intro. That's why I think the first eleven seconds being being chopped out would have uh did this thing you know wonders. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I didn't even think about it like that. Taking a part of it out or a segment of it out may have actually helped it a little bit. But, I mean, you know, it is what it is. And Yeah, I mean, it worked well with the gameplay. And that's all that really matters. That's why it was composed this way. 
So I, I totally understand it. I get it. Uh, there's definitely a lot of rinse and repeat going on, but what was composed really works on a loop. Yeah, I agree. I think it's one of those things that we've talked about this before with like video game music. You have to make it loopable. You have to make certain tracks loopable, basically. And this is one of those that has to get looped. It's not where if you like go through the stages, uh, the stage tracks, basically, those don't need to be looped. They can just be played throughout because the stages go at a certain pace. You have no control over how fast you get through a stage. So the composer is given X amount of time to work a track and he can compose it from beginning to end and do whatever he needs to do without having to worry about it looping. But the boss themes, those could be over in, you know, like few as 30 seconds or could last like three minutes or something. So he has to think of something that he doesn't want people to like fade out on completely as they listen to it. But they also, he also wants something that's going to, be able to like loop pretty well and you might not notice it looping as you're playing it's 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 i think a unique problem for video games where you have to come up with something that's loopable but you also have to come up with something that's going to grab your attention and is also going to complement the what's going on in the screen as well mm-hmm. yeah that makes perfect sense never really thought about that it's kind of the reason why i like video game music as much as i do is because there's always something t- to consider where like i said like film and tv it's a soundtrack in the same sense but with that, you never have to worry about, okay, well, is a player going to linger on here for a little longer than we're expecting them to? Or is a player going to blast through this so quickly that they don't even get to hear the loop once? So that's something that I think is unique to video games, and that's why I really appreciate video game music as much as I do, because the people that do this really well do an incredible job with it. Yeah, and I think that's why I have so much respect for this kind of stuff is, uh, you know, there there's a lot of rules you, you have to go by in order to make it work for the gameplay. Now, if you know how to create a soundtrack that sounds good with the gameplay and without the gameplay, you know, you've got a grade A project, but, but that's extremely hard to do, mm-hmm. you know. But hey, it, I like the song. Yeah. <laughs> track was good. Outside of the, the I, think, I think you put it best, maybe splitting this thing up into two different things or just taking out that introduction altogether and something doing something differently with it, I think would have made this thing stand out a little bit more, but... All in all, yeah, I like it too. That's another reason why we're talking about it. I, th- there's very little in the Ikaruga soundtrack that I don't like. I think I really only called out like two two tracks in this thing that I just... It wasn't that I didn't like them. I just couldn't think of anything to say. And I was like, well, I don't want to sit there and be like, hey, yeah, these were cool. And I kind of dig this. And then we move on completely. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. All right. Speaking of moving on completely, let's go ahead and get on to the next two. We're going to be listening to Trial and Fate. <laughs>
first one was Trial, and that is another one with a strong introduction. And there's definitely a like trend with heavy hitting percussion in these so far. At about 40 seconds in, this thing slows down a little bit. Another part where the game kind of finishes off into an, the intro sequence and then goes into the actual stage and kicks off. It goes from feeling really kind of frantic to a little bit more slow and methodical, and that's exactly what the stage becomes because you are basically like, I want to say, think of it as like the like a bombing run or like the like like the bombing runs on um, like the Death Star and say Star Wars. It's like, you know, there's a lot of action going on and then you start having to go into like inside of something and you're going a little bit more slowly, a little bit more methodically as you're like weaving your way through like this plant that is basically just trying to kill you. And it's a little <laughs> bit slow. Not like a uh, like, you know, a biological plant. We're talking like a like a factory sort of thing. It's just basically out to kill you, but you're having to go slow through it. So the change in the soundtrack, I think, is really good. Again, I think it's something you and I talked about off the air before we even got started, but there's a lot of great percussion in this thing. I can almost see someone like a marching band playing the snare drum as this thing is going. And <laughs> listening to it without context, the the second part of this, it's almost too contemplative feeling at times. You could kind of be forgiven for not thinking this is from a shooter. It just sounds like it's from something else entirely, not what Ikaruga actually is. Yeah, it really does, huh? Mm-hmm. Interesting. It, yeah, it's strange. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, I thought it was pretty damn cool how that drumline snare pops up. It just seems like that's where the percussions finally step behind things and support more of a rhythmic line, mm -hmm. allowing other instruments and, and whatnot to see more light. You know, although the uh, this intro was crazy strong, I like it so much more than the previous track. Percussions were adamantly placed in front of everything leading the way. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's obvious, but I dig it. <laughs> yeah. The more I've started listening to it, or like listening to music since we started doing this podcast, I've, I've started like tearing apart tracks a little bit more. And I've noticed like the things I like a little bit more tend to have like a little bit stronger percussion. Even if it's not at the forefront, there's a really good strong percussion in the back at least. And these kind of take the forefront a little bit more than I think we're used to, but I dig it. Yeah, same here. So that was Trial, and we're going to move on to Faith here. This is a little strange. Like it feels like a little bit of a transitional piece from... Trial and Boss 2 Recapture, which is one we're not going to talk about. Like I said, that's one I liked, but I didn't really, I couldn't find anything to really talk about with it. So it's just kind of like, eh, that's, I guess we can skip that one. You know what I mean? It's a little slow and it does the thing that like once the stage kind of kicks off in earnest, the track does too. It really kind of picks up at the tempo and everything. So the Shemisen kicks back in that we heard earlier and that thing really adds some like, I feel like necessary flavor and a fast tempo to the track. It's a little hard to pin down the instruments aside from that though. And, but again, we may have talked about this off the air I'm kind of our off the air conversations and then that what we've actually talked about throughout kind of start blending into my head a little bit when we start recording so but <laughs> I feel like this it's kind of hard to pin down the instruments and that's something that's kind of throughout the the soundtrack in general like since it's all like oh, not all but there's a lot of electronic stuff it's a little bit harder to say hey this is doing this because you can't say like oh it's this instrument doing this kind of like we did with like the E soundtrack it was a lot easier to describe it that way because it's like oh well this is that instrument here it's without me having to like basically either insert the sound or try to uh you know replicate the sound with my mouth which is not going to happen <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit harder to talk about so <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, because the best in that situation you're going to get out of me is like, you know, that air horn, that beep, 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 beep. <laughs> beyond that, you are not getting me to do any of the sounds that are coming out of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jason, I think it's safe to say that uh, this composer is a master at leading the act of percussing. That's all you hear, percussion, yeah. which is great. Mm -hmm. and I love it. Percussion is everything. Don't know if it's just me, but it seems like these tracks lead the ear straight to the actual cat beat before anything else. 
and afterwards you start appreciating the rhythm built on top. You know, that's something else. As for the track in its entirety, it's it's interesting and fun to listen to. For me, it's one of those ones that it it kind of starts off a little bit not my thing, but then it builds to something that I really appreciate. And then it's one of those things you have to take it in context. Like the beginning kind of leads into the, the main part of this thing so well that I think I really I dig it more once I've sort of appreciated the transition, I suppose, more. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Like I said, it's a, it's a weird one to talk about because I want to talk about this stuff more, but like I said, it's just that electronic stuff that you and I are going to have a harder time talking about because I'm not really familiar with that stuff with as much like, you know, quote unquote electronic type music as I listen to. I don't really know the terms that they use for that stuff. And maybe that's something we should figure out a way to shore up that weakness with a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I, I need to start looking into that stuff maybe a little bit more just so I can kind of cover that because you're, you're good with the natural instrumentation. Like me being able to like, Hey Dominic, this thing is at this mark in a soundtrack or this mark in a track. Like, I like this, but what the hell instrument is it? And then you can point me right to it. So, but yeah, the electronic stuff, I I guess I should technically be the quote unquote expert on it with as much as like the electronic stuff as I listen to, but I, I'm terrible with it. <laughs> so, you got some research to do, man. Yeah, I guess I actually got to put my uh, put my money where my mouth is as far as work goes into this podcast. Huh? <laughs> <sighs> I thought I was bringing you on here to cover all my weaknesses, and apparently here's one that you, you can't quite cover for me. <laughs> So, oh yeah, I haven't. I don't know anything about electronic instruments. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little so. Anyway, uh, we'll go ahead and move on from those two. The next two we're going to be listening to is Reality, and then, oh Jesus God, why are you doing this to me? Uh, <laughs> of psychosis. <laughs> Dominic just said it, so we're going to go ahead and go with that. So we'll listen to those two and be right back.
right, so that was reality, and we also listened to, what was it again, Dominic? Metempsychosis. Metempsychosis. Okay, so the reason why I don't know how to pronounce that is because it has not yet appeared on my Word of the Day calendar. Once it's there, I'll go ahead and try it again. But unfortunately, we didn't quite make it there in time for the Ikaruga soundtrack, so... Anyway, let's go ahead and move on. Reality. Uh, this is one of those tracks that really makes me appreciate the soundtrack as a whole. Thematically, you can hear how they blend everything together, and they still manage to make everything really distinct. It introduces some new sounds to the mix that we haven't heard yet, while keeping that strong electronic percussion that we've heard, like, basically, as you mentioned in the last segment, throughout this whole thing. It slows down for a bit at, like, 2.20, I think, and really starts to feel like it's building something again. Yeah. I really love like that crashing cymbal sound during this section. It adds in a sound at around three minutes that I can't quite pin down exactly why I dig it, but again, I, I dig it. It sort of reminds me of like of a violin in a way, which is maybe why. I can't say for sure that's it, but just the hmm. way it's used, it kind of feels like a violin of sorts. I, I don't know. The pace starts picking up again a little bit about 325, but never really takes off beyond what we've already heard. So it's sort of like this kind of like weird like build up and starts going fast like you're expecting like it to explode in tempo or like some sort of like crescendoing action or something, but it never really quite gets there. Yeah, you know, to me this was definitely a change of pace. I think the track should have been called inclusive, honestly. <laughs> and you know, I have great appreciation for this particular track. Every single element within every everything played so far has been mixed into one big pot, creating what I might even refer to as a grade A gumbo. Ooh. Uh, not much more to say about it uh, other than excellent composition. And that's oh, it. okay. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like you were going somewhere else with that too. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. I kind of, yeah, yeah. That's all right. No, shouldn't have said it like no, that. You know, you know, no, it's all good, man. No, you know what it was. You were looking at you because I'm going to have you repeat what the next track is here because, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I was looking at my notes for you know the next track. That's probably why I said it the way I said <laughs> just, it. But just kind of froze up a little I, bit. It's like, oh, there's that word again. Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> so is it a yep. metempsychosis? You got it. Nailed it. It's all right. That's Yo, that's why I make the it. big Patreon dollars for this podcast and the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and that's why I don't see any of it. <laughs> I'll tell you what. As soon as we, as soon as we break even on the fucking cost for hosting this thing, we'll start talking about splitting money. How's that? <laughs> uh, that okay. All right. All right. So, uh, metempsychosis. I love the buildup for this thing for the first minute or so. It slows down, adds a little piano, something new, and then hits the meat of the track at about a minute 18. Really starts feeling a little bit more sci-fi with that sound that we talked about with, I think, the... Oh, geez, what was it? Um, I think it was an ideal. Yeah, it was ideal. That, like, that weird, like, kind of... I, Whatever sound that was that we were talking about in that one, it came back for this, and I really mm -hmm. appreciate that thing. It, it really adds like a nice sci-fi feel to it. And again, I love the crashing percussion in this thing. It's it's a tough thing to implement well without it kind of like taking away from what's there, but this soundtrack makes use of it incredibly well. There's a part in this, I think it's a bridge of sorts, at about 2.15, it starts feeling like it's building back up again, and I love how good this one makes you feel like you're in the zone when playing it. When you're listening to this and you're playing, it feels like you are like, focused in on this thing this track just really it's one of those ones that like you, i feel like if i need to focus on something like this is something i want to listen to you know what i mean yeah that makes sense especially for a game like this where you absolutely have to focus in to get the shit together and survive this is a great track for that yeah you have to be put in the zone completely mm -hmm. especially at this stage like i mean we're getting near the end game here and it's just like you have got to be firing on all cylinders for this thing for you to like clear this thing yeah you know, it's funny. I'm not really sure why I'm feeling so attached to this track. It may be the use of uh, interesting scales mm -hmm. or just the direction of it. 
but it certainly puts you in a new world, and that's probably why it's called metempsychosis. Besides, uh, <laughs> I'm glad you got that out, man. I was sitting there like watching you uh, as you're saying, like I'm literally like reading it all the notes as you're saying, it, like metempsychosis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, beside the path they they chose to take, uh, sits a well formulated line of percussion, and I'm digging it. I'm gonna keep saying that I dig all these tracks. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, like we've talked about before, there's a reason why we pick these ones. We normally try to pick the cream of the crop, or at least ones that we feel like we have something to say about. And there's only been a couple of times I think we really sort of brought up something we didn't like. And maybe it was like, I enjoyed something, you didn't enjoy it as much, or vice versa. I, and for the most part, I think we're getting to the point where we're kind of figuring out each other's tastes a little bit more and being like, okay, well, I think he would dig this, so I'll go ahead and include this one. Or yeah. yeah, or if I see some, if I if I'm listening to something that I don't think you're gonna like, like I'll just kind of like, eh, I'll just skip over this one, no big deal. I mean, I guess I should throw it out there and see if you take a chance, see if you're interested in it. But you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you could also throw it out there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, worst case, we just shoot it down and be like, okay, no, there's nothing here. So, uh, all right. Speaking of uh, nothing here, I guess we've got nothing else or nothing else to say about uh, metempsychosis. God, look at that. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Don't ask me to ask, or don't ask me to pronounce the first boss thing again, though. But anyway, <laughs> grade four complete. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, we are going to move on to the stone-like and then epilogue spirit being.
All right, we kicked off that segment with the Stonelike, and this one is a rearrangement of Ideal, the first track we listened to. It throws enough callbacks into it, and also does enough to set itself apart. And that's something I really appreciate when they like bring back something like this for anything as far as a theme goes. I really appreciate when they build something a certain way and then like pay homage to it. And it's like, it takes you back a little bit like, oh man, I've been through a lot to get here because likely you've heard Ideal a few dozen times trying to get to this point in the game. Because at the very least, <laughs> you've played this game enough where you've unlocked the um, infinite lives mode. If it took you that to get here, and it probably did like my... I think the first time I ever got to this stage, I think it was probably because I had played Igaruga enough on the GameCube that I locked the in infinite lives mode. <laughs> so the first time I ever got here, it was probably like that. I was just like, oh, cool. I can actually beat the game now. And eventually got good enough that I could beat it without dying. Or no, just dying a couple of times. So, but yeah, that that's not happening anymore. Like I said, my, my reflexes are old and tired. So, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, there's some really great use of tempo changes in this one. I, like I said, I don't have much else to say about it, but I think it's because it's sort of a rearrangement of Ideal. And Ideal is such a strong track, and it's hard to break it down much more than we already did. I really dig what they did with this thing as far as rearranging that track and then making it, doing enough with it to call this, I would say, unique. But it does make it a little bit harder for me to have a like a point by point, like, hey, here's what this track does and why I like it. Like I said, I think it's more of a the fact that it, throws back to ideal that i like it so much yeah definitely a good throwback you know i was wondering why it sounded so familiar <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know it, it's a really good rearrangement and i'm sure whatever the hell i said about ideal applies to this arrangement. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my piece <laughs> i'll just copy and paste everything uh, over from that segment over onto this one how's that <laughs> do it <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's pretty much it <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, we'll just, yeah, there we go. We just pad out the number that way, so. All right, and the epilogue, Spirit Being. Again, this is another one of those victory, but at what cost tracks that I love so much. I don't know why I like those stupid things so much, but you hear this thing, and it's just like, yeah. Um, did you, and you said you watched the playthrough that I sent you? Yeah, I did. Did you actually see, like, how the game ends? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer, huh? <laughs> it is a bummer. Um, very unexpected. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, that really sucks so anyway bitch. yeah it's like i don't i don't want to spoil it because getting to that like emotional build-up for a shooter seems a little ridiculous but because of how hard this game is and how much time you have to invest in it 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 can kind of like hit you like right just right in the gut with what happens so it's kind of like oh well that that's a bummer so <laughs> but anyway um this one just has like a wonderful use of everything we've heard throughout this soundtrack it's a great way to evoke feelings of reflection after like the roller coaster of a game you've just been on. Ikaruga is a tough game, and having this kind of play you out is a great way to decompress. Like, kind of as as I just mentioned, like kind of soak in. Like, okay, here's what I went through to get here, and this is everything that's happening, and here's what happened, and it's kind of a bummer, but you know, I went through a lot to get here, and this track in the soundtrack brings you back to certain points. I think without hitting you over the head with it. It's very, very subtle, and maybe to the point where maybe I'm reading into it more than it actually is there to do that, but that's what it evokes in me anyway. Yeah. You know, this uh, this track really forces out a set hand of ex emotions and leaves you to pick a card. You want to pick them all, but, you know, you have such a hard time thinning out the hand to only a single. Tracks like this really smack you around. <laughs> like I tried to say before, it's it's so hard to figure out how you feel after hearing it and you know it's uh 
said this once before great way to end a game and great way to end a podcast <laughs> that is becoming your trademark man I'm, I'm, i think i'm gonna just let you start doing the ending thing for this podcast <laughs> yeah probably cut it a little too early but hey whatever man yeah, it's all it. good there you can you can cut it <laughs> Well, anyway, that will wrap up this uh, this conversation on Ikaruga. Again, like I said, this one's a little bit shorter, and that wasn't intentional. It's just the more I listened to it, I was like, man, I, I don't have as much to say about this as I thought I was going to, but I love this soundtrack. Yeah, it's a good listen, you know. I'm wondering if that's something to do with, like, just shooters in general. Like, we, we, we kind of ran into the same problem with Star Fox. Yeah, that's right. There's something there that's enjoyable, but it's hard to, like, really break down. And, and maybe, again, it's because, like, Star Fox was a lot of... Um, more electronic type stuff with, you know, synthesized instruments where this is a lot of electronic stuff with occasional instruments kind of thrown in. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, I think you and I are gonna have to, well, <clears throat> maybe just me, I'll buckle down and start learning electronic like <laughs> stuff basically. And I'll, I'll throw it your way. And then this way we can start covering that stuff a little bit more too, without feeling like we're out of our element effectively. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll do, I'll do some research as well. It'd make more sense to, to be on the same page both understand it at least <laughs> yeah yeah i mean like i said for me this is a lot of a lot of this for me has been like a journey in learning and picking your brain with the, like the natural instrumentation stuff we hear like i said that ease soundtrack we did a couple episodes ago that one for me was like a lot of learning on my end more a lot of the culmination of everything i've learned picking your brain throughout this podcast so far like listening to it now versus say even when we we first started doing this podcast i feel like i've learned like an incredible amount and I'm starting to pick apart tracks a little bit more eloquently than I was before. And like I said, for that, I, I, it's completely, I owe that to you because hearing your notes and then editing the podcast and then listening to like what you're picking up on, it makes me start paying attention to certain things a little bit more. Yeah. And I can say the same, you know, uh, it's nice to hear what somebody else has to say about a track, especially when they don't play an instrument, you know? So you, your ears are led to, to different sounds than mine. You know, I'm usually led straight to percussion and lead, Mm -hmm. you know, that's just how I am. But I've noticed you pick up on a lot of stuff that I miss, which is cool because I'm starting to hear it and I'm picking up on that stuff now. So I have more to say about it. (laughs) Yeah, this this podcast has been a shoring up of each other's weaknesses, basically. And I think I would love to see where we're at, like another 10 episodes from now. Like, I I don't know how much more we're, I mean, okay, well, maybe another 15 because like the next (laughs) after this one, um... I'm not going to, I won't show our hand right away, but there's a, there's, there's a certain thing we're going to be covering for a few episodes in a row. And it's not one game in particular, but a, we'll say series of games that we're going to be covering and it's going to be interesting, but like I said, it's going to pad out our, uh, we'll say episode counts a little bit further than I was expecting to. So just because of the (laughs) month it's falling on and there's five Wednesdays in that month. So it's going to probably be probably going to be the end of us both probably think after that. <laughs> we're probably both going to be like okay Dominic, i'm tired of hearing your voice i'm sure you're tired of hearing mine god damn it i, I want to end this podcast let's take I'm a let's, done let's take a week off man i'm tired of this shit. go to vegas man we'll be in vegas in june uh, checking out our subs and <laughs> our subscribers there we go <laughs> same fucking thing but hey it's all right it's all gravy baby <laughs> All right, so that'll wrap up this podcast. Um, like I said, for for me, this has been a great experience, and I I really appreciate that we see the numbers growing. Like it, it's it's a really great feeling seeing that as we're growing and being better at talking about video game music as as a team, that the numbers keep just piling up. I again, this has been the runaway hit of out of every podcast I've ever done. This has been the thing that has like hit with people the most, and 
it amazes me because I was thinking this is like the most niche podcast I could possibly fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, video games, not niche, they're pretty mainstream, but to sit down and listen to somebody talk about video games is a special sort of thing. You know, you, you kind of want to have to hear things like that. And then to sit down and hear two guys talk about the soundtrack for games is something in and of itself. <laughs> like, a, it, it's a niche inside of a niche inside of a niche. It's just like, yep. <laughs> and I'm just amazed that this thing has taken off the way it has. So, um, thank you to everybody that listens to this. And I mentioned before at the at the beginning there, there's, you know, we're on Patreon. So if you want to help us out there, that, that would be greatly appreciated. But if you can't, like, share, subscribe. Like, share, subscribe. You're already subscribed to this, I would imagine. So, yeah. But anyway, like I said, pass us around to friends. Like, you know, just anybody who's into video game music or just video games in general, we would love to get more feedback. We'd love to get more listeners. And, you know, rating us on iTunes. I think you can rate on Google Play, I think. I don't know, because I'm you know, an iPhone guy. So, you know, sorry if that makes people hate me all of a sudden. <laughs> but I'm too invested in Apple at this point with all my music being on iTunes. I'm not switching over again. So... Yeah, so just rate us on there. There is some weird algorithm that, that figures out, like, getting podcasts bumped up further, up the, like, you know, new and noteworthy thing. And getting more eyes and more ears on us would be greatly appreciated because there's stuff we'd want to do that I think requires a little bit more of an audience. And, you know, I've got some ideas, you know, rolling around in my head, but I want to make sure we've got more of a base, I think, to build off of than we do now. I mean, we're nearing, a, I don't want to, you know, go behind the curtain too much here, but we're coming up real close on like a thousand people downloading each episode. And that astounds me. I, some, like there were sometimes like I could go like two, three months of podcasts in the, on the old show I used to do and we wouldn't get a thousand and we're getting near a thousand for each one of these now. And I'm just like, what? I'm almost horrified. <laughs> it, 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 not horrified. It almost like intimidates the shit out of me. That many people are listening to me talk about video game music. <laughs> yeah. I still don't believe it, <laughs> but it's apparent it's happening. We're doing something right. I just wish we could figure out what the hell we are doing right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? If, if if there's something that we're doing right and you want to hear us do more of, email us, podcast at gamesandjunk.net. I would love to hear it. Or you can tweet us. I'm on, or, you know, I'm on Twitter at Jason Ariola. Dominic? Uh, Dominant Shred. And the podcast itself is Robico Podcast. And that is R-O-W-Y-C-O like I said, if you got any ideas there, I mean, hit us up. Even if you just want to just, uh, what's the phrase? A holla at you boys, basically. <laughs> and just say, hey guys, we really, we, you know, really like the podcast. Thanks. Uh, that, that would be greatly appreciated because, like I said, the, the appreciation just is, and see the numbers going the way they are is astounding. But, you know, hearing from people would be cool too. Like, it amazes me sometimes, like, when you think about percentage-wise, like, how few people actually ever interact with stuff they listen to. And, I, I don't know, like, I would like to interact with our audience a little bit more because I would like to get more ideas. Like I've got a pretty vast wealth of knowledge of video game music, but there are people out there who just put me to shame. <laughs> I mean, I have like 600, 800 something albums, I think, um, you know, on my iTunes library. Uh, yeah. There's uh there's a lot of people out there who just like, Oh, you've never heard of this. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. I'm like, wow. Okay. Snooty. <laughs> oh, anyway, so, but yeah, like I said, if there's anything like feedback-wise you want to give us, please head it our way. Rate us five stars on iTunes and all that jazz. I, um, I think as far as that goes, that is everything I've got to say about this one. We are going to start, I don't want to say branching out a little bit more, but branching out on systems a little bit more. I'm going to try to get different sounds in from kind of what we heard. But as I've talked about with the E7 episode, I'm very reliant on Falcom Sound Team as far as like my everyday listening goes, I suppose. So we're going to dig back into Falcom Sound Team, that's for sure. We just won't do an episode a week apart from each other like we did with that one because that was that was a ton of work 
Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Probably one of my favorites we've ever done, and definitely the most uh, downloaded one we've got. But that was a lot of work, and I don't know if I have it in me to do it all the time. <laughs> so, unless you want to chip in a lot more on Patreon, then we can talk. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, money talks. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I could have said much better myself. So, without, uh, with, with you know, you having ended it as well as you did, we'll go ahead and wrap up this episode, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Yeah.